Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and with me as always, each and every week, is my co-host, the man that was once, just for three minutes and 27 seconds, the Prime Minister of England. Everybody say hello to Rich. That's right. Unfortunately, there was a miscount, and I shouldn't have been the Prime Minister, but... I still get to put it on my resume that I was former prime minister. Of I remember that. It was a good time. Back yeah. back in 1963, I remember that. You know what the best part about it is? We got a party. Yes. That was it. That was it. I, that's all I gave it. There damn was a lot of tea and crumpets. I didn't I didn't want well, no, no. We weren't drinking tea and crumpets, brother. We were we were getting loaded. We were drinking the hard stuff, some we natty drinking, ice. We were getting the Guinness straight out the tap. Ah, straight out the tap. No natty folks. ice. Yeah. So Big Natty Cool would would drink the natty ice. Yes, Big Natty Big Natty Cool does that, but he doesn't come near the horror show, so <laughs> And that's the end of our show for this yeah, week, everybody. Good night, there everybody. Was a, there, there was the jokes. We're done. That's it. That's all we got. All right. Well, we got some news to, to get into this week, so we might as well jump right into it. Uh, I, I think that this is going to become a recurring theme uh, every week for about the next six months, uh, where we're going to be talking about casting news for the new Halloween Kills movie. Maybe I should get like a musical opening, so every week we can be like, Halloween Watch. <laughs> Halloween Watch Week 185. No, yeah, we can have like the song where like Laurie's going across the street in the original movie. Is, doo, 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 yeah. doo, doo. We can just have that as I announce who's going to be coming. So. Yes, yes, pretty much. All right, so uh, obviously, you know, I always say this: if you if you like horror, well, obviously you like horror if you're listening to our show. So you probably know, but if you don't, uh, they are casting for Halloween Kills, and I talked about this on the show last week. How I was hoping a certain somebody that they'd bring her back in the same character from the original movie. Well, last week you were upset because they well not upset upset but you were not happy that they cast uh, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle when yeah, they could have cast the original Brian Tommy Andrews Doyle. I was kind of hoping it was going to be him however, and then I mentioned how I was hoping that however you get a 50-50 split here cause, yeah yeah because Kyle Richards is going to be reprising the role of Lindsay Wallace so there you go you get a 50-50 split dude I am excited about this very, very excited about this. I don't know how her acting is going to be, but I know she's on The Real Housewives of something or other. I never watched it, but I know she's on there. Yeah. I also know she's Paris Hilton's aunt. I don't know if that has any anything to do with it. Well, you know what? I, I don't know if that has anything <laughs> to do with it. She's a better actress, being, I'm sure. I was going to say, I don't know if that has anything to do, to do with her being back in the movie. No. I think they were just trying to put the pieces back out. There. Yeah, and I like the nostalgia factor with this. I really do. I, you know, Like I said, a week ago, I, was, I mentioned this specifically, and then a couple of days later, boom, there was what, the news. Which makes me think that maybe the original Tommy Doyle maybe didn't want to come back. Maybe he was offered. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering that now. Because if you know, they originally also tried to get Paul Rudd, right. who would also be reprising the role of Tommy Doyle, because he played Tommy Doyle in Curse of Michael Myers. Right. So therefore, maybe they did try to get him and he was just like eh, not interested i don't act anymore does he act anymore um i think the last thing i saw there was like some movie there was a movie in 1987 that he was in and then nothing again there was something in like 2015 when i looked it up on imdb 
but I don't know. It so might have been super, some kind of a documentary. I, I don't know what it was. Super sporadic and probably not. Right. So he's probably out of the acting business. Yeah, and he said for years he would love to reprise the role, so... You know, maybe they did approach him. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? This kind of makes me wonder. I would be surprised. If eventually, if we'll hear that. I was gonna say I'd be surprised if they went out of their way and got Kyle Richards, who I don't know. I don't. Other than the Real Housewives, she hasn't really been doing anything in acting. Right. And that's allegedly right. a, a reality show, which we all know reality shows are scripted. Right. But uh, I, I'm assuming if they went that far to pull that deep, you know, the the, the deep draw of her, right, and not try to recast, you know, somebody you know newer or hotter or or whatever you want to go with, you know, and I'm not saying looks wise hotter. I'm talking about in the act popularity. Right. Uh, and they didn't go that route. I feel like they possibly offered him and maybe for whatever reason, it was like, well, I wanted to do it before, but mm-hmm. now for whatever, or maybe the, to come to terms with money. Cause sometimes people think that they're worth more money than they're what, what they're worth. Right. I hate to say it, but there's a lot of times that actors pass up on roles because they think, that they've, uh, you know, they should deserve more than what they're getting. Right. And then it turns out to be a mistake. And sometimes people are smart like Robert Downey Jr. and take a little bit of money for the first Iron Man and then ended up making a killing. Oh, yeah. After he, they restructured his deal to keep him as Tony Stark. So right. sometimes you have to give and take. And I mean, if you're going to be a bit player or, you know, a minor character in Halloween Kills or whatever, even though it's a huge franchise, you're still only technically a bit player. Right. Because I don't see that these, I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't see that these characters are going going to be a major yeah uh, force if you will I'll be surprised if they are a major force if they're major characters in it I do think that it's just going to be that nostalgia factor with it I have although you got Anthony Michael Hall who's not Right, but not a little. He's not as big as he was in the '80s when he was a teenager. I mean, in his he's early done, 20s, he's done but, some. He's done some cool things, but I don't. But think, he's not that massive actor. But at the same time, everybody knows him. Right, everybody I, that's a fan of Halloween that, that's from our generation knows who he is. But scream. Yeah. Every time you go back, you go butt scream. Drew Barrymore was the biggest star True. in that movie. Think about it. When Scream, the original Scream was made, the biggest star in the movie is Drew Barrymore. So the smart money was there's our survivor girl. Right. And she gets killed in what, the first 10 minutes of the film? Right. So once again, you never know. They could be hiring Anthony Michael Hall, making people think it's a huger character than it is. I feel like the Tommy Doyle character is going to be a red herring in this movie. Really? I know. Well, here's the thing. We know now, this is my philosophy, this is just my opinion, people. Uh, we know now that, well, we do know now Michael's back. Uh, they're they're booking this as the knockdown drag out affair where Michael's going to finish up in these next three movies. We're going to end the Laurie Strode Michael Myers feud. So it it leads you to believe that Michael is back, correct? Right. What if we don't see Michael right away? What if we see like the killer, the shape? But what if they lead us to believe that it may not be Michael Myers, it may be somebody else? That could be an interesting take on it. Um, so maybe Tommy Doyle is the red herring. Yeah. I, again, I, I kind of doubt that it'll go that route. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't think it'll go that route because I think people will be up in arms about it. Because You know, look at what happened. Halloween 3, everybody expected one thing and it was something else and they had a fit. But, they but I would dig that. Ready for this? But they wouldn't. Because where wouldn't be Halloween 3 or Friday the 13th 5 is it will actually be Michael Myers. Right. You just lead a red herring and, oh, he was dead. We saw him burn. So it has to be somebody. And all of a sudden, Tommy Doyle, who is nowhere to be found, is all of a sudden around. Right. Okay, maybe he's the killer. Right. Maybe he is taking up Michael's mantle because he's messed up in his head. They might let you believe that. And then you find out when he gets 
the knife that, that it wasn't it is him. Michael. Right. And, and you know that's what? The, that's the big reveal to kind of throw you off throughout the movie. Here's the thing. And I think that would be a better movie. That would be a better movie because it would take it back to making Michael the shape, which is what they promised for Halloween 2018. And he wasn't. There he was, front and center. In fact, you see his face more in that one, unmasked, than you do in any of the other ones. And there he was, front and center. That, that was a lie. And that's one of the things that really, really had me miffed. When I saw that, I wanted to see a very dark movie where you just kind of see Michael's over the shoulder. You don't see his face. You see the shape, and he wasn't that. That would be interesting if you yeah. do just kind of see the shape, if he goes back to what they promised initially, and they could still do that, right? and it would be a much better movie. But that's This has I'm the saying. potential to be a better sequel at this point with the characters that are going to be on it. Absolutely, but that's why I'm saying that it doesn't necessarily have to go the route that the movies you're saying, quoting, are failed, because the route they went was not having the killer in them at all. Right. And in this case, or the reveal is that it's Roy, in the case of Friday the 13th uh, 5, and that's what pissed people off. Because right. think about it, if that that would have been Jason at the end of the day that goes down as one of it it's still one of my favorites but that goes down probably as one of the best Friday the 13th movies if it's Jason at the end oh yeah if 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 there's no Roy reveal that goes down so that's why I always tell people watch that movie and just pretend it's Jason right and the reason being is because that movie is great as a horror oh movie. yeah and I as agree. we talked about before it's the most mean-spirited one out of all of them oh yeah and it's great though but that's what makes that such a he's stalking he's killing he's he's brutal and you love every minute of it and then you know you switch right so that's where everybody goes jumps off so what if what if you take that whole thing, the brutality, the person killing, and you know the whole time you're going, well, is it the, is it the former sheriff? Is it Tommy Doyle? Is it all these people who are connected that could have you know lost their rocker and taken up the mantle of of the shape? Right. And then the reveal comes, and instead of being the letdown, it's it was Michael the whole time. right, and that leads you into uh, Halloween ends with knowing the final battle is coming. Right. And the, you know, but it gives you a whole movie in Halloween kills right. where you get to have some fun with it. Yeah. And it becomes a whodunit, if you will. And, and you know, I, again, I highly doubt that's the route they're going to go with it. I, I do, you know, but you're onto something there. That would make a much no, better movie. I believe, I believe that they're not going to go that route. I right. believe you're right. I believe they're going to go right up front. It's, it's going to be just like the last blah, 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 one was, I'm afraid. But, um, but, but yeah, it's, that would make a much better movie. That was my opinion. That's just what I would like to see. Once again, yeah. I do agree with you. I think it's just going to be a straightforward Michael Myers movie. But wouldn't it be cool if they tried to play a whodunit with right. the shape? So, you know, the shape is the shape and it's whodunit. Right. And then the reveal is, ha ha. Gotcha. It's Michael Myers the whole time. The right. really cool thing is if they can convince you. Uh, I.e., one of the, even though it was a horrible movie, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. The one thing that they did well in that movie was they kept making you believe that Freddy was innocent for a while. Right. Remember, there was a good portion of the movie where you, there was doubt in your mind, like, wait a minute, they killed an innocent man. Including right. the main characters were like, oh my God, he was innocent. Right. And then you find out it was much, much worse than you thought. Oh, yeah. Much worse. But it was... It was at one point in juncture they got you. And I think that, that if the movie would have been better overall, it would have come off as better. But that was only the that that was the one shining part of that movie, in my right. opinion. If they could have figured out how everything else could have been. But they were too busy trying to make a remake of the original. They were too, too busy trying to stay to the original. And they added their own nuances that I thought were cool. The things that they added were what made me like that parts of that movie. Yeah. I.e. the micro naps and, the, uh, and, and that whole thing about him being innocent. And those are the parts I liked. Yeah. The other parts I didn't because the kills were the same pretty. Well, I mean, yeah. not, not exactly, but you knew who was getting it. 
Right. You knew who was going to get it because you knew it. And some of them were almost I, exactly the same. Right. I mean, it opened up great because it opens up with the dude slitting his throat in the more the most brutal, yeah. self-inflicted, uh, you know, next. Yeah, having rewatched it, I agree. It wasn't as bad a movie as I thought it originally was. You just you compare it with the original, and it's kind of like that. Right. That's where people get hung up on it, but. It wasn't as bad as I... Is because it? they made the mortal mistake of trying to make it too much like the original as right. forward. I mean, we had the bathtub scene. We yeah. had we had the uh, we had skinning the cat, if you will, when he, yeah. he kills her up the the wall. You know, yes, it was a different one for the jail scene. Instead of him hanging, he he, he you know was cooler with him. You know, basically exploding out through his his sternum, if you will. Right after that really cool dialogue, that was one of the parts. See, the original parts of that movie were the better parts of the movie. Right, i.e., when it opens with that him slicing his own. Well, they think he sliced his own throat right. we know what's happening to him but it he was brutal they, but it was, was a brutal looking thing. it was it's a well like, it set a scene. tone it yeah. set a tone that if they would have followed that tone the rest of the movie all right i'm on board right but then they crossed then they crossed over and tried to copy so that's where it lost people when they copy so that's why i'm saying as long as halloween can stay away from that yeah it'll be a great movie yeah i i hope so you know and i, I think it's kind of cool too you know you get you get kyle richards back to play Lindsay. you got tommy doyle back it's the first time that they, those two characters have been in a movie since i mean technically they were in the second movie in the opening scene which was a rehash of the first one but they were only in the first movie now that's debatable because there was a Lindsay character and a tommy character in halloween four but they haven't both been in a movie together since then say, and it, you don't know Tommy, if that's what they were Tommy in that Doyle movie. was in six was in curse he was in six but but Lindsay was, was not in no, it exactly. i'm talking about them being together right right so and again technically they there was both those characters in four but you don't know if they're the same characters what if they are together what if they're married that could be i was that'd just thinking crazy. about that yeah it'd be crazy right it'd be a messed up Re- redo romance. this redo this script damn it if you have those, those poor kids oh yeah they have kids and their kids they were sleeping in each other's beds and whatnot when they were seven that oh, I, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was not that was not appropriate no it was not appropriate i was offended star-crossed lovers the whole time but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that she's in the movie and i'm excited that uh it looks like it's taking shape and uh to to, to my chagrin and to your chagrin it looks like it's going to be a better movie than 2018 yeah, so far, definitely. More nostalgia in it. I just hope that it's filmed in a better way and looks better and has a better script. So, uh, Moving on, we've got a uh, little bit of uh, Terminator Dark Fate news uh, that came out. Uh, so apparently, this movie, you know, we don't know what exactly it's going to do. It's got a massive budget, and we don't know if it's going to recoup it. The last few movies have, have pretty much you know, under, underperformed. Uh, but apparently, this is supposed to be kicking off a new trilogy. Uh, I do think they'll recoup it. And I'm going to say two words that make me believe so. James Cameron. I mean, he's not directing, he's producing. Right. But, but the fact that this looks a lot like T2 means that he's very being, obviously being very hands-on. Right. And this, of course, is a direct sequel to T2. It is. And you got Tim Miller directing, who, oh, of course, yeah. did that, you know, the first yeah, Deadpool movie. Amazing. And it was amazing. Like, like so. honestly, they have an amazing cast. They, they have every character back that you want to see back. Right. Uh, I, I, just the trailers alone have got me excited to see this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think, think the, the new trailer was awesome. I honestly, even the crappy Terminator movies didn't do bad in the theater because people loved the name Terminator. This is going to finally be a payoff for all those f- fans who sat through horrible movies like Genesis and Salvation. And I didn't, I didn't mind those movies personally. Were, I, I'm not this big uh, mega Terminator fan, but I did like them. I want to point this out. I, I, I will take a beating for this. Uh, well, three was good, believe it or not. I really enjoyed Terminator three. Terminator three is it was actually fit in very well, which is kind of sad that it's going away now. Uh, Terminator 4, which would technically be Salvation, I enjoyed Salvation. There was flaws in the movie, but I enjoyed it for what it was. I Gen- like the storyline in it. Genesis, yes, the storyline was good. Like I said, I enjoyed the movie. 
Uh, there was flaws, but I enjoyed it. Genesis, I did not enjoy because I didn't like how they retconned it. Like Genesis, they started to come way too far off the reservation. I think the only reason we're abandoning abandoning the whole timeline is because of Genesis and what they kind of did to the John Connor character and yeah. everything that you thought you knew, which was really kind of like, well, this makes no sense. It's yeah, stupid. it made no sense. It was a mess. Um, I, you know, I, I appreciated what they tried to do. They, it hadn't done well, you know, with Salvation. It was kind of going off the rails. Um, you know, they tried to reboot it, so to speak, and they put it into an alternate timeline. And it just didn't work it out just, as well. You know, it didn't work out as well, but I, mean, I, didn't, parts, I didn't hate it. I was going to say, there's parts of that movie that are entertaining. Because once again, I watched most of the Terminator movies as action films. The only one that really was not a straight-on action film and was an, an amazing sci-fi thriller was 2. T2 is the only one that's really an amazing sci-fi thriller that is goes beyond just being an action film. Right. Uh, one is... Terminator one is a slasher one is, is a slasher film, yeah. One is a straight horror movie. Just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. One is a straight horror movie with the sci-fi elements. That's yeah. all it is. It's definitely uh, a slasher. That's two, all, yeah, I agree. It's a horror two, movie. The, two, the, re- the reason 2 is so great, it was the perfect melding. With James Cameron on board, he turned it into... He, he turned it into this huge sci-fi movie. He had just gotten done with The Abyss. Abyss was amazing. Right. The visual effects in Abyss. And then he took those effects and then took them a step further and put right. them in T2. And T2 was phenomenal. And I mean, you add the storyline to it. You add everything that's going on. You still had the action. You still had the violence. Were you old enough when it came out to remember the buzz around that and how big it was? Yes. It was. That was amazing. so big. And amazing. I want to see this do the same thing. I think but this, there was so much around it. You had music videos. You had Guns and. Roses well, with all a big that, unfortunately, all that stuff is it. gone now. Unfortunately, true. I mean, music videos have kind of gone the way of the dinosaurs, except for like Vivo on like YouTube and stuff. Right, but, but I mean, like, you had that gone. mega band. They yeah. were big at the time. Well, yeah, they were the biggest band in the world at the time. Yeah, and they were doing "You Should Be Mine" for it was on right. the soundtrack of T uh, two. I think this movie has a T two feel to it. My my only concern is if they get cold feet after opening weekend. I think opening weekend it'll do fine. But I don't know if it's going to do the numbers they expect opening weekend. I don't know if it's going to do over a hundred million. I think I would. I wouldn't be surprised if it does over a hundred million because it looks amazing. Uh, I have the feel in the beginning of this that the that uh, the, the song that they've used in the trailer mm-hmm. is sweet. The oh, I agree. Sweet. I. I. This is the feel. This is T two to me. And I'm like, wow. I can't wait to see this movie. I just hope that fans are on the same. Once again, you, yeah. know, you, you can't trust everything to theaters, too, as far as numbers, because nowadays things have changed. People True. don't consume media the same ways. I mean, we've talked about it before. You can get the Regal Unlimited, and I'm not sure how that works for ticket sales as far as a movie's concerned, yeah. or if they just check that you were in a seat because you're right. only paying $20 well, a month or $22 a month. Or exactly, and now a lot of people, too, they wait for it to come out on digital platforms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those things, although DVD, well, DVD wasn't really around at that point. It was VHS, which was big at the time that t2 came out but um dvd had started to come in but it wasn't as big as it became yeah but i mean now everybody's buying everything on digital platforms and yeah, most you know people you gotta even buying hard copies right but here's the thing this movie i'm looking at i'm looking at an article right now somewhere between 160 and 200 million dollars was the budget for this this movie's gonna have to make what half a billion dollars to recoup this and, and make a profit you know it's it's something that they they need to they need to do well yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 looking forward to them doing well. I think this movie's not going to do uh I don't know if it's gonna do super, super hugely amazing, but I, I don't I would I, I'm just gonna gamble and say this movie by word of mouth. Maybe week one the numbers are only like sixty million to eighty million. Right. I think week two they're gonna have a similar return though. 
Because I think word of mouth, if this movie is as good as it looks, word of mouth is going to bring back. And now usually movies, unless they're Marvel films or Disney films like like Lion King and such, they usually drop second week quite a bit. So you right. have that, even and even those movies dropped. Even those movies, you, you, they do a hundred million, two hundred million the first week, right. and then the second week they're down to a hundred. You know, they drop off. Right. So most movies. So a movie that does like let's say seventy five million for the sake of this podcast, usually week two drops down to about forty million. Right. And that's that, and or lower if it was really and bad. It's, but this one I feel like could open at seventy five million, and then week two do sixty five or seventy million by word of it's mouth. It's going to need to long, as long as the movie is good. Right. You know, here's where the marketing part of it's going to come into play as well. The original, uh, well, not the original, but T2. I, you know, again, I don't know if you remember this, but McDonald's, Burger King, toys, toy lines, everything was Terminator 2, and it was an R-rated movie, but everything, the marketing for that movie was just through the roof. And a lot of movies don't do that now unless it is a superhero movie, and a lot of those those things stay away from that. So, you know, stuff that involves children like McDonald's, like Burger King, like toy lines, they stay away from R-rated things now. So I don't know that you're going to see the marketing like you did that, and that's what's going to hurt it. But here's the thing. Marketing has also changed. I don't think we see that marketing for anything, really anymore i mean there's a lot of stuff that goes by the wayside the the marvel stuff the, yeah but, but that's disney but disney, right. disney wants to make money on like every level but here's the thing like other than that there's still movies that do well i.e it chapter one right and we're expecting that this weekend it chapter two will also do very well here's the reason why though and I, i'm gonna pitch this and i think this is the reason why this will do well what was the age group of the people how old are they now that are going to be watching this new terminator movie it's the mm-hmm. same as the age group that were watching the It miniseries and then came out in droves to give a huge opening right. to It Chapter 1. And that's where they win. And that's where, as long as they can get everybody excited, like I am right now, going, hey, man, this is the best thing This looked like. It looks like T2. And that's not a bad thing. This is a good thing. It looks like it's a continuation, which it's supposed to right. be. But it looks that way. It's presenting that way. That's going to get fans like me and you excited about going to see this movie. And we're going to go out and see this in droves. Same thing was true of Halloween 2018. Yeah. The same thing, you know, that's what you need to tap into now more than any marketing is if can you tap into the nostalgia feel for people, you know, in our, you know, obviously the, between the ages of pretty much 30 and 50. Mm-hmm. It's really in that age group. If you can tap into that nostalgia feel for all of us, then we're going to go out and we're going to buy these movies. We're going to go and we're going to take our kids and we're going to take our friends. And and this is going to make people feel excited because that's what you saw with It Chapter One. Right. That's what you saw with Halloween 2018. That's what you've seen with a bunch of different movies. That's what you even saw with Child's Play a little bit. I know Child's Play didn't do $100 million, but it did well at the box office. Better than expected. Way yeah. better than expected. And that's why, because there was this nostalgia feel for people going, shoot, this looks good. It helped that the last couple trailers for Child's Play looked amazing. Amazing, right. but people are like, "Man, this is the movie that I want to see because this reminds me of a kid when I was watching Chucky movies." Right. Well, we're gonna take a break real quick because uh, we, man, we got two sub, two two subjects. Can you believe in it? And trust me, they're great. That's 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 what I love about this open forum. But we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, if you want to comment on anything we talked about, you want to talk about Halloween, you want to talk about the series, you want to, you want to pitch us on an idea for it, we're more than well, uh, I would love to hear. Or, or your feelings on uh, Terminator Dark Fate, or how you think some of these stuff, uh, maybe I made sense or didn't make sense about how I think movies you know, make money these days, uh, go ahead, hit us up on Facebook, uh, HorrorZone607. While you're there, like the page, share the page, rate and review the page, help us with that algorithm, because you know we're only just trying to get out there and get more out there. Also, uh, please, 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 follow us on Twitter, at 
Hey, at HorrorZone607. Wow, I almost uh, gave our hashtag first, but it's at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation on all of our social medias. Also visit 8122productions.com. You can read reviews from HorrorZone. You can see our little page there. You can stream and download our shows from there. That's awesome. Also, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found by searching HorrorZone607. And uh, we're going to go to the break. And uh, at the break, it's actually, you're going to hear about a place that you can see us. And October 4th and 5th. So when we come back, we're going to have a few more news uh, items, right? Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back in the zone. October 4th and 5th in Oneana, New York. At the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts Center, we present Sci-Fi Horror Fest 2019. This year, we have celebrity guests from Children of the Corn, Courtney Gaines, from Night of the Creeps, Jill Whitlow, and from Ghost Hunters, the paranormal heartthrob himself, Dustin Parry. Also, we'll have other guests and vendors, and so, so much more. You can get all your ticket information at SciFiHorrorFest.com. It is $10 for the weekend, $6 for one day. And we hope to see you in Oneana on October 4th and 5th for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And welcome back to the zone. Uh, so we got a lot more news items to talk about here this week. Uh, you know, we, we hit two big things in our first segment, but uh, but there is a lot more to talk about this week. Um, we keep talking about all these nostalgic movies and all these feels and stuff like that. Well, the next piece of news it's it's not quite the same, but uh, it's not as big in terms of uh, you know what what Halloween is and what Terminator is. But there's been a bunch of Tremors movies that have been made over the last uh, couple of decades. And uh, there's going to be a seventh Tremors movie. And uh, apparently Michael Gross is going to be back starring as Burt Gummer once again. So uh, let me get this straight. They're finally making another Tremors movie. Finally? This has been... Well, this is... Well, I mean, I know. We've had had six of them. Yeah. But there's been a rumored seventh one now for a while. Yeah. And now it seems like they're finally serious about it. Yeah, it's going to happen. And which is cool because I'm sure that that has something to do with all the success in horror movies. Right. You know, are are we going to get everybody back, though? Or do we just have him back? Uh, Yeah. The only thing I know for sure is that he's going to be back in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, I would love to see... um, and I think it would have to go back to theaters if they were going to do it. But I'd love to see Kevin Bacon back on board. That's I mean, they were going to make the series. With. They filmed the pilot with him, and he was going to be playing Lucky again. I'm just pointing out that's that's the only person I really cared about coming back. Yeah. I, I, I want to see me some Kevin Bacon. Soon. I know. I don't know. I being that it's Tremor Seven, I don't see it happening. You know, with him or anybody else coming back because they've been going direct to video. Ready for this though? What if? Because I know Kevin Bacon's on this big tour of like giving back to his fans. Mm-hmm. What if it's just a cameo? I'd be happy with that. That'd be he fine. Just shows up at the end of the movie. Just boop. There I am. Yeah. I would be happy with that because I'd bark out like a little. I'd girl. rather see him than Jamie Kennedy in another one. I'll tell you that. Oh jeez, don't even get me started. <laughs> Everybody's favorite uh, sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's going to be happening at some point. So get ready. More tremors. More. Uh, more, more aftershocks. More aftershocks. There you yeah. go. Aftershocks. That's what it should be. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, we, you kind of mentioned it in, in the previous segment briefly here, but uh, we, we got a little movie coming out this weekend. Tiny thing. It's a little independent film. Nobody, Maybe nobody's heard of it. I don't know. There's there's just a new director, new you cast. Know, just, you know, yeah. I don't and, know up, if anybody's going to hear up about comers, it. Up and comers. A lot of know. up and comers. Uh, nobody I've ever heard of. I've never even it's heard of the g- first movie g- in the series. It's, it's, it's a guy named... Jim 
Maco McAvee? McAvee? McAvoy? McAvey? I don't even know. I don't, I don't even, even know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think name. it's James. Uh, Maybe he likes James. James. It's not Jimmy Boy? I don't think it's Jimmy Boy or Jimmy Bob or any any other versions of Jimmy. Uh, I think it's James that he likes. Uh, well, you guys may have heard of it. I don't know. It's a tiny, 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 little itty bitty film with no budget. I don't know. You might not want to see it. It's called It Chapter Two. Itty bitty budget. That's the. I, I know we were doing this for the joke, but geez, man, it, little. There's there's no such thing as a little budget as far as this movie is concerned. <laughs> uh, I'm in, super impressed. We have all the children from the first one back. As a matter of fact, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They did an interesting uh, thing where they de-aged the kids. Yeah. Which is the first time they've done it for younger people. We've seen it in the Marvel movies for older people like michael douglas uh, and uh robert downey jr both did it, and we've seen it in other movies as well right but uh this will be the first time they've done it to children which yeah is they said some of them still look the same but i don't know, like finn wolfhart grew and mm-hmm. he's he's like oh, he's eight feet mega, tall he's now a mega star now though. i know he's, he's in the new ghostbusters movie yes he is stranger things is just you know it was already a rocket ship but it's it's still launching because season three was a phenomenal we oh, talked yeah. about that before uh i'm still crying yeah pretty much I'm, I'm scarred from that final episode, uh, but yeah, no, uh, this has got a great credit. But I mean, James McAvoy, I was I was excited when he was attached oh, automatically. Yeah. There's just such a great cast. Uh, I think this movie is going to be very good. Uh, my only worries, my only worries, is that my least favorite part of the miniseries was the adult version. Mine too. So that's my only worries, but. You got a better cast than that was. Once again, we have an amazing cast. And that was a big cast for its time. Harry Anderson, yeah. John Ritter. You know, it was a big cast for its no, time. No, I, I, no granted, but, granted. But it's not the cast we're getting this time. No, we're getting this, megastars this, this time. Is, this, is, this is amazing cast. And it's perfect. I don't know if you saw that uh, the, they had the uh, posters for each of the characters mm-hmm. and showing the adult version and the child version. Like half and half. Boy, yeah. did they like hit a home run on like picking the right adult actors oh, to absolutely. play Because it looked like that could be a progression like i was right. like wow that's amazing so and that was something lacking in the miniseries mm-hmm. so yeah because you couldn't you didn't see that you know seth green growing up to become harry anderson <laughs> I, I i i can't buy it beep beep richie i i can't beep, buy beep. It. and now mind you i love harry anderson and i love seth green yeah. but i couldn't buy that seth green was going to grow up to become harry anderson right but i can believe that you know finn wolfhard's going to grow up to be um bill hater bill hater yeah, I can believe, it. especially when you put them side by side, you're like, oh crap, I can yeah. believe that. And they even made Bill Hader look like. I mean, mm-hmm. like the hair is still somewhat similar. Yeah, still has the glasses on. You know, he he looks the part. He's a wisecracking kind of guy. Love it. I love you know, it. that was good casting. So, Everything's good cast. Jessica uh, Chastain. That's what everybody was talking about when they made this. Who should play? You know, the the adult version of Beverly. And everybody's like, oh, we want Jessica Chastain. And boom, that's who they went out she and got. Was. I mean, Chastain is is uh, good. I'm just checking right now. Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 72 percent. Yeah, so far, early return, uh, there was a review on Bloody Disgusting that hit today, and they're saying that it's good, but it doesn't hit like the first one did. You know, and that's, you know, it's, it's about, what, a half hour longer, I think, than the first movie? It's uh, almost three hours long. Two hours and 49 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it got kind of so-so reviews. They said that, you know, there's just some things that were kind of lagging. They didn't say it was a bad film. They just said it's not as good as the first one was. But you no. know what? I'll take that compared to how bad, sec- you know, part two was to part one. Compared to part one with the miniseries. And again, it was just a miniseries. It was on television. It was on ABC. You know, but... I mean, the second... This is a major motion picture, so it's going to have a bigger budget. The second part of a, a, a movie, even if it's chapter two, is still usually not as well received as the original. Right. Um, and so, the kids were so darn good in the first one. It was going to be hard no matter who you got to make a better movie just because they were so amazing. They were what made that movie so good. 
I've, I have hope for this movie, and I mean, I understand why some people are critical. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I think a lot of the problem the critics have with this movie is this is now more of a traditional horror movie from what, I've under, what I understand right. from what has been leaked. It's more of a, there's a lot of gore, there's a lot of violence. Uh, there wasn't a ton of that in the first chapter. Right. Like, if you think about it, if you really think about the first chapter, you know, there was violence, there was blood, but it wasn't in a way that it was like... I don't know how to explain it better. It wasn't like barbaric. It wasn't right. really yanking at you. You were more enthralled with the story of the children. I mean, it was graphic. It did have its spots. And I'm not taking away from it. I love it, chapter one. It's going to be hard to beat it. Right. However, I think that some of the detractors are because this is becoming more of a, you know, the closing chapter of this is pretty much becoming a more of a horror movie. I mean, if they're going between, they've done a good job of kind of riffing off of the original uh, source, which would be the book, and then of course the miniseries, mm-hmm. and then doing a couple of their own things. But they're kind of mixing the two up, right, in a really nice way, and it's putting a nice little bow on it. And if you know anything about it, coming into the third act of the book and of the miniseries, it, it the everything amps up, the violence amps up, the gore amps up, everything amps up, the emotions right. amp up. So I feel like a lot of people are detracting because they're expecting it chapter one. And it's a different movie. Right. I mean, the headline on... Uh, I'm looking at Bloody Disgusting right now as, as we're doing this. The review... Here's the headline for the review. It Chapter 2 delivers a cornucopia of nightmares, but doesn't quite live up to Chapter 1. Well, you know what? I'm okay with a cornucopia of nightmares in it. Well, think about it. They're And they're in the business of horror. And they basically said what I just said was going to probably right. be what was in the movie. And I didn't even read that article because I'm trying to stay away from reviews because yeah. I want to see it on my own. But uh, yeah, honestly... Uh, so that gives me hope because if the horror site's writing that it's got the nightmares, that's that proves my point. It right. is now more of a horror movie, which turns some of the audience off because a lot of people went out to see it. Chapter one aren't necessarily horror fans. I mean, three fat nerds own uh, young Derek Collins. He uh, he he went right and uh, he saw. And he kung fu karate chopped the air because he hates horror movies, but he liked it and he's going to go see the second one. Oh, oh. So, uh, I mean, I, he's not going with me. He's, he's got a hot date. I'm not going to really I'm not going to comment that on any further than that. Oh. He doesn't listen to this show. So therefore, if I get away with that. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I don't even have a hot date. No, no, no. I mean, I've got friends I'm going with. They're hot. Well, I mean, I guess if I, I don't have with, a date of my own, I was going to say, I guess if uh, if I go with my wife, I have a hot date. But I don't know. I have to con her into going. Yeah. My girlfriend is not going to go see it. So I don't have a hot date. Yeah, I was going to say, so whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I will be going this weekend. I know Mike will be going this weekend. So yeah, I'm going to see it Saturday night. I was going to say, next week, I do believe Talking Horror will probably be a review, unless we do a special review. Right. Because we might do a special review. We might have to talk about this movie, so maybe we'll do a special review. Right. I don't know. Well, either way, you will get a review next week somehow. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm planning on writing one about this after I watch it. I'll probably have to write it on Sunday um, after I kind of digest it overnight and I'm up all night. There you go. About it. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> so sticking with it, uh, it was actually announced uh, sci-fi starting uh, Thursday. This this Thursday, September 5th. Uh, it'll be tomorrow for us uh, today if you guys are listening to this on Thursday morning. Uh, their uh, sci-fi network is actually going to be showing the miniseries. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you've never seen it, um, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, you know, now... You know, kids are so desensitized. If you're kind of in a younger generation, you might not, especially if you've seen, you know, the the It movie that was in theaters two years ago. You know, it might kind of, you might be a little desensitized to it, but I think it was a good, you know, I, I love the first half of it. I it's, really do. The kids were great in that, too. Uh, I like the look of it. It was great. It looked like the times. It looked like something that was made in the 80s, even though it came out in 1990. But, um, you know, it, it kind of had a, a certain look to it that I like. 
Well, of course, it takes place. Uh, well, the kids' version of it takes place the 1950s. 1950s, and then as adults, it's in the 19 well 1990, 1989. Yeah, same thing, same difference. Right. Uh, so I always liked it. It's a good movie. I will say this though: after seeing it, chapter one, it's changed my it. It, it chapter one knocked it to the second. I don't right. know if chapter two will follow suit. I should because it is not hard to beat. I'm sorry. No, no offense to the, the great actors in that movie, but it's not hard to beat with the cast they have. It wouldn't be hard to beat the original miniseries, right. older cast. Uh, but, and I'm assuming it's going to be equally as good as, you know, well, maybe It Chapter 1 was better, but It Chapter 2 will still be kind of somewhere right, right. below it. And it looks like every uh, Bloody Disgusting is kind of saying that as well. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm looking to say that the the miniseries, watch it. It's a lot of fun. You should, out, you should see it sometime. It is a lot of fun. It does deliver... Uh, however, it's a different kind of delivery. If you're expecting it, chapter one, because you've seen it, chapter one, but you've never seen the original miniseries, that's not what you're getting. Right. Uh, Tim Curry does a great job as Pennywise. Oh, he was a great Pennywise. But uh, his Pennywise talks like he just got done smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> right. Which Whereas he probably did. Bill Skarsgård plays the the character more terrifying. Right. The I always said the the best word to describe it that in my opinion was more menacing. Yes, he was more menacing. Well, see, but something about the look of the original one, I think that he was simple, but he was creepier looking when it was it Tim Curry. Here it is. The reason why more people are scared of clowns probably because of the Tim Curry version, the original version, right? Is because he looks like a normal clown. He looks like a normal circus. Like clown. Like when you look at him, you see clowns at the circus that look just like him. He is based on a real like he looks like Bozo the Clown. He really yeah. does. It's not that it, it was a genius thing to do. And then he does some scary things. And he has a... The, the voice at the time is creepy. Like I said, it's very, oh, yeah. it's very deep. Hey, Richie. Yeah. Like, I can't do the voice really good. But that's how it well, is. That was pretty good. That's what he sounded like. The difference... The, uh, thank you. I, I didn't think I could do that. <laughs> uh, but the difference is when you get to Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård, A, does not look like your normal clown. He looks like a scary clown. Yeah, he looks like he a looks monster like, more. He looks like a clown that you would see and go, okay, I got to go the other way. Right. Then you add to the fact the way he talks. He talks more with a high-pitched voice. Right. And that makes it creepier. And then the fact that he can do this acting with his... He did a great job of physical acting to make him creepy. That creepiness mixed with being a scary clown. And you're right. Menacing probably is the best word. So he is a scarier incarnation of it right. than what Tim Curry was. And it's not saying that Tim Curry did bad because he did amazing. And that's why people are terrified of clowns because he did amazing. Right. Because he looked like a regular clown. And then he was scary. Whereas Skarsgård is just a terrifying horror icon now. Right. A terrifying horror icon. You can put him in in the levels with every other horror icon we know from the 80s. You can put that it, or that incarnation of it, if you will, Pennywise the Clown, in that. Right. Because he is kind of like that. Whereas the Tim Curry version, that's a re- that's nightmare fuel if you don't like clowns. Yeah. I agree. That's That's my easiest take on it. Well, I, I urge anybody that's never seen it, you know, check it out. You may not like the miniseries after you watch it, especially if you've seen the new the new movie or the new movies come with the new one coming out. But I dig it. You know, I, I think everybody should check it out just to see what, you know, where the material came from. You know, well, I shouldn't say where it came from because it came from the novel, but... I mean, you don't get foul mouth kids. Right. I mean, that's the bad part. Because it was on television. And even the kids that even the kids are in the movie. Seth Green is one of the kids. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the kid from Ever Never Ending Story. Well, the second Never Ending Story right. movie. And uh, what was that? There was a that. No, I'm not even going to jump into that. Anyways, they had a cast. They were good. They were. It right. wasn't like they were bad. It was just made for television. So they were not. They were not. Uh, they were PC. 
and very much tamed down. Right. You know, but the beep beep Richie thing is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, but you don't get Richie dropping F-bombs. No. And no. that that makes it chapter one, believe it or not, because he drops them in the right places. <laughs> and and uh, there's no mullet wearing uh, trailer trash. Uh, for Henry? For, for Henry, yeah. They're it was greasers. actually like a greaser. They're greasers. 50s greasers, which I kind of preferred that version of them. Yeah, but 80s had mullets, man. That's what they, they did. And I know it was different eras. You know, the that was in the 50s. The this one was in the in 90s the, but, in the 50, or 80s. In the 50s, the bully would have been a greaser. In the right. 80s, the the bully would have been the guy driving the guy with a mullet. Yeah. With a mullet. So they, they did a good job. They did. Make, yeah, it's not that they didn't do a good job with it. It's just I kind of preferred... The 50s version, you know, the, yeah, the, the greasers and everything. It, it's because of your age. It's it was, okay. It was nostalgia. Yeah, it's you know, okay. we determined off air today. I'm old. Yes, but you weren't born in the 50s either, so. No, oh, close. <laughs> Not close. that close. The 40s. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you better go the other direction. I just turned 73 this past week. That's a lie. Yeah. You want me to give you a real age? No. <laughs> go ahead. All right, so there was a movie that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's just kind of a, it's going to be going direct to video, but I thought it looked pretty cool, you know, coming out for the Halloween season. It was a movie called Haunt. It was Ooh. about a haunt, you know, haunt attractions. Um, you know, we, we had mentioned that uh, September 13th, that was going to be hitting uh, digital and VOD. Eli uh, so it's Roth coming out in a week. What's that? It's an Eli Roth production, Yes, right? that's right. That's right. And I thought it looked pretty cool. It kind of got so-so reviews from people, but, uh, you know, the trailer looked good. I was looking forward to seeing it. Well, for those of you that subscribe to Shudder, again, we, we are not endorsed by them or anything like Unfortunately. that. Unfortunately. We like to talk about them, and I've been watching more and more things on Shudder lately, too, and there's awesome stuff on there. They, they, just, had all the just, nightmare, all. they just had all the Nightmare on Elm Street. All kinds of cool stuff is on there now. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I got More I gotta, than I, when you first, you know, I know, showed, I'm so brought it to my attention. By the way, Shudder, anytime. We're, yeah, we're I know, Shutter. If you're listening, board. we, we want to be a part of your, part of but, your but we're plugging you for free. Yeah, but uh, it, it's going to be uh, hitting Shutter on October 24th. So uh, awesome! But it's on VOD for... on September 13th. Yes, right? yes. So next Friday it'll be on VOD if you want to, you know, pay for it ahead of time. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till it's on. Uh, plus, it's it's going to be a week before Halloween. It's kind of a Halloween theme to it. I might have to come over to Mike C's house and watch. We might do that, and then we can do a review on. Absolutely, that'd be fun. Uh, that'll be that'll be and that'll be in between. Uh, that'll be our week off, anyways. Yes, that's that's the best part about when that comes out. Yeah, that's in between our two uh, con dates. Yes, it is. Yes, Aha, it is. We, we got plans. We do have plans. It's gonna be a big October. And then to wrap up the uh, the news this week, uh, a couple trailers. We like to talk about trailers that we see. Um, so first of all, uh, we we did watch a trailer uh, before we went on the air today. Uh, there's a new movie that's gonna be coming out called Gretel and Hansel. Yes, um, and he did not mess it up. Which is based on Hansel and Gretel. I was going to say, he did not mess it up. No, it's it called Gretel, Gretel and Hansel. Hansel. Uh, it's going to be starring Sophia Lillis, uh, who is uh, the young version of uh, the character from It in It Chapter 2. Yes, Beverly. Beverly. Uh, so she's going to be in it, and it's directed by Osgood Perkins, who, if you don't know, he's kind of uh, he's kind of becoming a name, you know, as a director. He's got a couple of things coming out, but uh, he's the son of Anthony Perkins, who, of course, was the original Norman Bates. Norman Bates, yes. So uh, check that out. I, I thought it actually looked really cool. Uh, I didn't want to watch it when you first sent me the the link for it, uh, like twenty four hours ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because it just hit. But yeah, we did watch the trailer before we went on the air, and uh, the, the imagery is awesome. It actually looks like, and you know, it's not Hansel and Gretel witch hunters or whatever that was. I mean, this actually looks like it's Hansel and Gretel. It looked, but just like a horror movie of it. And that tale scared me as a kid. Yeah, it looks. People used to tell it. It looks dark. It looks gothic. Uh, I I said it. <laughs> I said it looks like a mix, and this is not a bad way. It looks like a mix of like the Blair Witch meets Insidious. Yeah. 
because there's some real freaky shots in that. There is. And it's I very just, like, dark and it's very brooding. Yeah, and I loved like that fall look with the woods mm-hmm. and the woods and everything like that. I mean, you know how I feel about atmosphere, and that trailer had the atmosphere. So it was good. Instantly I, I, piqued I, my interest. I will definitely be checking that out on January 31st, 2020. Yeah, that's definitely. when it comes out. And then one uh, one last trailer. Um, you know what? I'm going to read this on my notes, just the way I wrote this, because I don't think that there's any other way that I could really do this. So here goes. <clears throat> Not since Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, have I seen anything quite like the trailer that I watched earlier for a new film called Killer Sofa. That's right. Killer Sofa. Even yeah. Though it's those are how my notes are exactly written here. <sighs> Even though it's not a sofa. Yeah, it wasn't even a sofa. It's a it's a recliner. Yes, that um, it looks like Domo people, kills people. For those people who know Domo, it looks like Domo. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and yes, it kills people. It, it looks like it possesses people too. Yeah, it's strange. There's uh, a lot going on in that trailer. On. And the funny part is that you know with the deathbed, the uh, it was tongue in cheek. This looks like it's serious. Have you seen Deathbed the Bed that Eats? Yes, it is. It's, Isn't it's, that something? It's, but it's very tongue in cheek. That was an hour and a half. I'll never get back. Right, right. But it's but it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It, it was tongue in cheek. It looks like they're taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, this looks like it's a straight up horror movie. There's no comedy. Yeah, at least not in the trailer. Not the trailer there's trailer not. There wasn't. This thing uh, takes itself 100 percent seriously. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to keep our eyes out for uh, Killer Sofa Killer 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 Sofa. sofa. Is that yeah Killer Sofa? I, that's all we need to know. Yeah, it's intriguing. Well, you know, if you guys want to talk about killer sofas or recliners or ottomans or anything else that might be killing people <laughs> in your house or anything that we talked about, once again, Facebook, HorrorZone607, Twitter, at HorrorZone607, hashtag HZ607 to uh, join the conversation. We do want to hear from you guys, so just uh, let us know. Uh, now, we are going to take another break. And in this break, we are going to let you know where we're going to be in that between. Now, we, we, we you heard Sci-Fi Horror Fest in the last break. And then we told you we were going to probably be checking out uh, Haunt, uh, the Haunt, sorry, uh, on the weekend we have off. Well, then that means the weekend after there's something that's going on. You're going to hear about that in the break. When we come back, I have a special list that I found on the interwebs that I want to get Mike C's opinion on what was on that list and then also our opinions on other things. There's your little teaser for Talking Horror. We'll be right back. Join us October 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Hotel for Scaricon. This year we have a ton of great celebrity guests including Barbara Crampton, Felissa Rose, Ashley Lawrence, David Naughton, the cast of Terrifier, the 40th anniversary of Phantasm, and of course Pinhead himself. Doug Bradley will all be there, all of them, plus so much more. There will also be vendors and all such sorts of other great entertainment going on that weekend in Rochester, New York. For all tickets and other information about Scaricon, go to Scaricon.com and we'll see you in Rochester on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. All right, it's time for Talking Horror. And this week in Talking Horror, we are going to back to our friends Bloody Disgusting. i got to point it out there. And on bloodydisgusting.com, you can check out there was an editorial this past week that went up that was entitled 15 Horror Films That Would Probably Make Good TV Shows. 
and who should run them. Uh, we're not going to focus too much on the who should run them. I will I will mention it just because it was in the article. The article was written by uh, Daniel Curlin. I just want to give him a shout out. You guys can check it out. Uh, for the sake of this, I'm going to use their list to kind of see if Mike agrees with it. All right. And if I agree with it, we'll give our opinions on it. And then I want to spitball a couple ideas maybe that you or I might have. So right. uh, let's dive right in. First of all, we have uh, the reason why we're doing this now is because we have a lot of horror movies that are getting made into TV series. Most notably, this month, September, is when the launch of Creep Show on Shutter will happen. Right. Which is, I'm very muchly waiting for, and I know Mike as well. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, you, know, you had The Purge also coming back in about the, a, a week, yeah, I believe. Yeah, back in about a week. We could have... I guess two weeks. We'll, from, say, we'll say this month also in September, yeah. The Purge comes back, and that's American a cool, Horror Story. That's a twist. American Horror Story 1984 comes out that's this out month. in two weeks as well. Yes, and then, of course, coming down the pipeline, we don't have dates for them right off the top because they keep changing them, but there is a show based on The Grudge. There's a show that's going to be based on uh, Child's Play. Of course, James Wan has just signed up to produce and I know what you did last summer uh, show for Amazon and also there's an event horizon series in the plan interesting so there's there's a ton of horror movies that are switching over so this got uh, our friends over at uh, bloody disgusting thinking about hey what other ones would make possibly great shows now some of these I gotta admit will not I do not I'm not interested in seeing another movie but I'm interested in seeing a show so the first one on their list is one of those. I'm not interested in seeing this as a movie, but if this is a show, this would work very well. And that would, of course, be Urban Legend. Do you remember Urban Legend? Oh, I love Urban Legend. I watch that yearly. Now imagine if it was a show. Think about it. Every episode, you could do a different Urban Legend. That would be awesome. Uh, they are saying that uh, the showrunners should be uh, Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, and I think that this would be... This is, this is kind of giving the perfect... Uh, scenario, if you will, right for a TV show. I don't know. How about how, do you think that? Um, you know, the the movies ended up kind of being anthology because um, there was what three or th I think there was three of them that they made. There I know was there was three, three, and then there was I do believe they did a couple spinoffs too. I don't remember any spinoffs. If a there VO, were, I didn't know. I, about I do it. believe that they were VOD spinoffs. The, the third one was the right. third one was, but yeah, they were kind of they were kind of anthology. So would this be something where would it be a slasher? Would it be something that would continue on? Would it be anthology? Would every episode be an anthology? I would do... Honestly, I would do Twilight Zone. Every episode is a different story. Urban legend. Yeah. You could do every episode is a different story. Yeah, that'd be but interesting. You could, you could, you could do it either way. You could make a great slasher it. series out think about it. You could do Mikey. Yeah. You could do the whole Mikey thing. Which they mentioned in the original Urban Legend. Original. That would be awesome. Yeah, but you don't need a killer for that. You could actually just do it and say, oh, it was right. a legend. Blah, blah, blah. And make it scary. Uh, the next one up. I'm not a fan of because I, I do believe, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of who they're pitching as directing it, directing and writing, but I am not a fan of the idea just because we know where Scream went. The movie The Faculty being a TV series. Yeah. You remember The Faculty? I, I like that movie a lot. It's a product of its time, mm -hmm. but I dig that movie. I also dig The Faculty. I'm just tired of seeing the same like teenage, like they're doing I Know What You Did Last Summer. They did Scream. This would kind of be in that vein. I mean, I understand that it has an uh, uh, invasion of the body stashers feel to yeah, it. Yeah, that it was very sci-fi. So it's different than those two, but it still is, deals with the same teenage angst. Although they were pitching for the director-writer combo of uh, Karen Kusama and Diablo Cody. Which that might be interesting to see. It could be. I'm not a fan of Diablo Cody's dialogue. <laughs> Would you so, like to see a remake of The Faculty? That's another question. I don't think so. I think that it was it was pretty perfect the way that it was. I like that movie. Again, despite being you know that that mid 90s, uh, I think it, what was it 90, 90, 
97 that that came out? 98? I think it came out in 98. I know it was Josh Hartnett's first movie, but I think Halloween H2O actually predates it. They were both his first two movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think that The Faculty might have been his first movie. But, um, you know, it was it was a product of that that late, we'll say late 90s, um, you know, kind of the, the Dimension films, because then Dimension made it. So it was kind of a Weinstein movie, and they were all kind of similar feels. Yeah. But I, I think that that was one of the better ones that they did, and I don't know that that needs to be redone. All right, next on the list is The Brood, which was uh, David Cronenberg. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, one of his more terrifying movies. Yeah, it really was creepy. They were pitching this as a possible six-episode treatment, and uh, yeah, they were that... also pitching the, I'm going to say his name wrong, I'm sorry, the Nin- Nick Anakoska, who was uh, involved with Channel Zero. Okay. Should be the showrunner, writer, director. Yeah, I could kind of see that. If it was going to be a short miniseries, you know, like a six-episode thing and not something that was going to be coming back yearly, uh, kind of a one-time deal, I could I could see that. The Brood is terrifying, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Pretty creepy. Cronenberg, though. Cronenberg, yes. But, I mean, that most of his stuff was not as creepy as that. Right. That was one of his more vicious stories. Yeah, it really was. Like, everything else, I mean, was tame in comparison to that. If you've Fly. never seen the... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it depends on which iteration of the Fly you're... you're watching well the 86 version with well, jeff yeah, goldblum yeah. that is yeah pretty visceral movie that is pretty own, but... well graphically it's visceral yeah but i mean the brood is just kind of yeah Ugh, messed up movie yeah yeah anyways check out both of those yeah. cronenberg is cronenberg is awesome uh next up cube remember cube i do remember cube uh they said that uh, maybe a television series for cube possibly with vincenzo natale or marcus dunstan or darren lynn bossman running the show i can see that marcus dunstan the collector yeah yeah they were involved in the saw series too um i could see that i'd be all for that again i I think that it would have to be kind of like the purge where it's mm -hmm. uh you know it's all similar but it's quote-unquote an anthology type thing from season to season well the nice part about that is uh just like the purge though you could do that would benefit from character development oh yeah the more character development in cube the better the better that's the the people you felt the worst for in that movie were the people you got to know right and this would really mess with you because you get to know them on a deeper level oh yeah uh next up is a movie that i know you haven't seen but i have and it's, it's a japanese movie called audition and uh, Audition, uh, if you've never seen it, just gives a quick synopsis. It starts out looking like a rom-com. And in the rom-com, it's a guy and a girl. And then it turns out the girl is a little psychopath. And she's uh, trying to torture and kill people. Oh. Her preferable measure, piano wire. Sounds like the story of my life. Uh, so they're pitching an American version of this that would be uh, led by Andrea Arnold. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad i mean i liked it i don't know honestly i don't know if it would be a good tv series now i would like to that's one of the ones i would like to see an american version of of that movie if they were going to do an american version just do a movie just a remake of it uh it's very good it's different from what we've seen uh check out if you guys like uh foreign films especially japanese horror films or even if you don't and you think you want to get into it audition's always one that i pitch uh it, it will scare the bejesus out of you but it starts off super tame yeah you almost feel like you're not watching a horror movie until about halfway through right uh next up and i know this is near and dear to your heart uh the omen they tried that yeah i know i, I think it failed pretty miserably um it wasn't really the omen it was damien mm-hmm. but uh the uh, original one was such a classic i actually don't have as big a problem with the remake even though it was like a, it, it kind of had like the psycho treatment to it where it was almost a shot for shot remake yeah but the acting was great you know it had Liev schreiber in it you yeah. know it was really good um i don't know 
it, it could be gone. It, it could be done well if it was the right people behind it. But I don't know that it would go too far. Showrunners would be Carlton Cuse and Carrie Aaron uh, from Bates Motel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's would be the right good, team to do it. The right be team, similar. But I just don't see this as a TV. show. Yeah, I, I don't see that either. And I don't want to see it remade again either. Uh, next up is uh, a show that I know you and a uh, uh, member of Floodlands and a uh, good friend of ours, Jimmy Gazdick, both are huge fans of. And would you would you be able to guess it? Uh, I would have to say either a Friday the 13th series, which they've no. talked about, or um, Sleepaway Camp. You've got it, Sleepaway Camp. Ah. So they're talking Sleepaway Camp, uh, Ryan Murphy and David Wynn. And by the way, Ryan Murphy is uh, doing American Horror Story 1984. Yeah, he's behind all of them, the, uh, the yeah, whole but, series. But, but I mean, most... But, what would fit for this would be 84. Obviously, 84 hasn't come out yet, but, you know, yeah. slasher to slasher. I just don't know. I, uh. I don't like his touch on a lot of things, although I really, really, really dug Scream Queens, which I would give anything to see that series come back. Mm. That show was brilliant. I just don't think, I, first of all, I don't know if, if Sleepaway Camp, I've already said Sleepaway Camp, it can never be remade, uh, not in this atmosphere. Uh, especially because of what it deals with, yeah. Uh, you could you wouldn't be able to pull off the surprise, so you'd have to try to find something different. And you could definitely not show that on television. Oh, not as a series. I mean, yeah. If it was going to be a series, it would definitely have to be something different. I mean, they could keep with the same theme. I think that you know any kind of a slasher series that deals with a camp, you got to go. You got to go with uh, part three, then Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. Because then that that would make for a good tongue in cheek comedy horror uh, TV show, right? Two and three did, were basically did, along yeah, the same yeah. lines. But, I mean, three was a little more tongue in cheek. So <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think you should go with that one. Even though you know I'm not I'm not as big a fan of those ones. I, I'm more of a fan no. of the original. But still, same here. If you're going to do a TV show, you would do it after two or three, where it's more tongue in cheek, more of a comedy horror comedy, dark comedy. It would have to be some kind of a cross between the two. I think this next one I can't even believe is on the list, but it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Yeah, I just no, I don't I don't no. I don't see that as a, although that's as a really show. the only thing left where that could go at this point because that that's you know the ultimate choose your own adventure series. Mm-hmm. But well, you know, I mean, I guess if they did Texas Chainsaw two as a show, I mean that that might be more entertaining. But I just I don't I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to watch that. This next one I would be a fan of, but I believe it would cost way too much money. Alien. Yeah. I would be a fan. I would I would love to see an alien TV show because think about it. That you could make the aliens more menacing, especially because you would have a shorter period of time and a longer story. Right. And so the stalking and everything would be great. But it you, would co- you know how much money that would cost? Oh, it would cost a fortune. That would be more than Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> production wise, but it, the the sky would be the limit for that. That would be awesome. And they wanted Brian Fuller to be in charge of it. Mm, interesting. Uh he did Hannibal, of course. Yeah. So that I, I A, I like that. I like the pick. And I would love that show. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody has the budget for that yeah. show. Because to do that show right, we're talking millions. Right. Uh next up is another movie that is another movie that I think would be fine as a TV show, but I think it would be costly because you'd have to bring it and it would have to be on Shutter or Netflix or somewhere where you had R-rated shows, mm-hmm. and that is Final Destination. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they haven't tried to do that yet. Again, that was something Tony Todd talked about it within the last six months or a year, you know, that he thinks the reason why they haven't made another one of those yet is just because of how big the budget is, 
with the special effects and everything that they had to do for that. So again, that would be another big time budget type series if they did it. I don't know that it would necessarily need that kind of a budget if it was a TV series, but I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it would have to be a decent budget because you'd want to have one, especially at least one kilo an episode. Right. And those are usually pretty cost uh, costly. Right. Uh, next up, I don't think we make a good movie or not. I'm sorry. It made a fine movie, but I do not think it would make a good uh, uh, TV show. I mean, I would love your opinion on it. That would be The Ring. You know, I've been taking notes because I know off air, you kind of thought, you, you asked me, you know, you know, give me a couple of ideas of things that are not on the list, uh, what I think. Uh, that was actually one of the ones I wrote down when you were talking about the right. Japanese one. I did write down The Ring. Um <sighs> At this point, after the way that that the last movie turned out, that actually ended up killing any Friday the Thirteenth movies being made for Paramount because Paramount made that movie and it bombed so bad, you know, it's inevitable that they're gonna they're gonna try to make another one at some point, especially with a new Grudge movie coming out. They're they're not gonna give up on it. There will eventually be another Ring movie. Why not take it down that path as a TV series? That could be interesting. That's a good argument. I could see if you're making that argument. Yeah. But there's I, a lot of elements in there that you could stretch out as a, as a TV series. Well, every, every week somebody different sees the tape? Could be. Or it could be something different. You know, there's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The next one is definitely for fans of horror. And I, I would be intrigued to see it, but I don't know how it would work. And that is Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I've kind of heard rumors that they were discussing, you know, trying to bring that to television. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it would do. Best, better part about it, they are pitching uh, Gary uh, Doberman and Mark Verheden. If they don't sound familiar, they're the ones that were show running Swamp Thing. Really? They're pitching. I thought that. you were going to say Gary Busey at first. No, 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 Gary Busey here. <laughs> He's too wrapped up in making uh, uh, Ginger Dead Man movies or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be the type of series they actually made. Uh, what was it? I think there were four or five movies, and the last few of them actually were straight to sci fi. I think that that would be something that it would be sci-fi that would make it. So I don't know that it would have very good production value or story. Unfortunately, not everything could be Pumpkinhead to Blood Wings. <laughs> right. Not everything can. And uh, next up is uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. I would be all about that. Yeah. Very underrated horror movie. Get ready for who they're pitching to run the show. Mike Flanagan. That would be interesting. That would have to go something Netflix if they were going to do it, because um, he's a big time director now, and he's done he's done a lot of things with Netflix. But uh, I would be all for that, especially if he was behind it. That would be incredible. That was one of the ones when I read this list. I'm like slam dunk. Yeah, that and Urban Legend were the two slam dunks. Other ones I was like, okay, but those two were like, oh man, why aren't these already happening? Because yeah. these are made for television. Yeah, that, Prince of know. Darkness is again, it's an underrated movie. I don't know that a lot of people know that it exists. You know, when I was becoming a bigger and bigger horror fan. Um, this was only maybe 10, 10 years ago, 11, 12, I don't know, maybe 11, 12 years ago. Um, we used to have big horror movie marathons every October, which I still do. Um, but uh, we used to do them at our good friend Luke's house. He used to live kind of out in the woods. And uh, we used to actually pull, we, the one year we pulled a TV out into the woods in October with hot apple cider. And they might have been spiked with a little something, something. But uh, we actually watched movies in the woods at night. And uh, this was like a week before Halloween that we did this. And uh, that was the movie that people chose. And at the time, it was a wrong movie to watch out in the woods during a movie marathon. It should have been something like Sleepaway Camp or Friday the 13th that we watched. Um, but I had never seen it or heard of it at that point. So that was the first time I had ever seen it. 
I didn't care much for it the first time I watched it, but I ended up buying it on DVD. I, I've watched it every time. It's, I've seen it on, uh, you know, like one of the movie channels. I dig that movie big time. Unfortunately, also in October in the state of New York, that could be frostbite too. Yeah, it was very cold. I was going to say. It was very chilly. Uh, I would be I would be for that. I think that, once again, is another one of those movies that if it was a TV show, you can do more character development. You can do more things with it. And I feel like because that movie has so many layers that you could explore all the layers on a TV right. show. Uh, kind of how The Purge worked out very well on TV because you can right. spend it I'm going to go one further with that, too. I, I would like to see them film it in the original filming locations. Well, well the next movie... I will see how you feel about it. I'll just name it. And then I'll, before you give your action, I want to tell you who the showrunner is too. So the next movie they have is also a John Carpenter movie. And mm-hmm. of course that is the thing. And they are pitching that, uh, uh, Craig, uh, the Gregorio, I'm sorry. If I'm I not sure wrong. who that is. Uh, Ash versus evil dead. Oh, team. Oh, I didn't realize that that was, a, um, Hmm. You know, that would be interesting because I've always wanted to see more of the thing and they just, for whatever reason, just can't get that thing off the ground. No pun intended. Um, I always wanted to see a sequel and it never happened. They did the prequel. The prequel, which I don't care what anybody says. I dug that movie, especially after I watched it. I, I was like, oh it. my God, this is not a remake. This isn't a reboot. This is a this is a direct prequel to this. And they went to great lengths. If you watch that first. They ended it with the scene that sets right. up the... If you watch that movie and then you go immediately after and watch John Carpenter's The Thing, they went to great lengths. Everything is just impeccable. Where they found it, how they found it. Yeah. Works, yeah. Things that were like like the axe that was in the wall. Everything was identical. They went to great lengths. And I dig that movie. And people need to give that more of a chance because that was a really, really good movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I could see that. Um, that would have to, again, be something I think would have to be on a Netflix or like an HBO or a Showtime or a Stars or something. Uh, it would have to be something that's that's more for like like an adult audience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somewhere it could be a TVMA. But I would dig that. Now, the last one on the list. Actually, before you do that, okay. I just want to point one other thing out. If I was the one that was looking for a showrunner for that, I might go Flanagan on that one. Yeah, be, that would work too. But last but certainly not least on this list, Castle Freak. Have you ever seen Castle Freak? I have Freak? not. I've never heard of that. Ah, Castle Freak is fun. Uh, Castle Freak was from the 90s, uh, so in a time when horror had fallen out of the... Uh, uh, favor and basically it is about here's a picture i can show you real quick there's a picture of the castle freak uh, oh these, yeah that looks the, familiar these people uh, i do believe inherit a castle and when they move in they find out that they have an unwanted guest if you will <laughs> and it is the castle freak which is kind of this zombie vampire like it's 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 a monster I, i'm just mixing up different things because it, it is very cannibalistic uh, and it, it, it has a feel of a slasher and then also a feel of like a haunted house mo- uh, sh- movie. And uh, it's got some cool feels to it. Uh, very underrated because it's from the 1990s. And of course, you know, horror had kind of fallen on its ass at that point in juncture. Because by then we were just getting tongue in cheek re- um, sequels to the horror icons of the 80s. Right. Uh, with the exception of Candyman, which was successful, very successful in the 90s. Uh, they are pitching for Neil Marshall to. To take those hmm. hold of this, of course, if you don't know who he is, yeah, the Descent, yeah, is he directed the Descent, and also he has been in uh, the, where he would definitely fit into this theme, medieval theme, yeah, Game of Thrones. Interesting. He was involved in Game of Thrones. He worked on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be can, interesting. Can you believe the guy from the directed the Descent worked on Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've gone through their list, mm-hmm. do you have? 
any honorable mentions or anything that you thought of that would possibly make a good yeah. television series. You don't have to give a personal show run. Right. I'm not yeah, go I, I that, can't but. think of who that would be. And there's a lot of these people I didn't realize. I, I didn't know their names. I know after right. you said what they what did. What they did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to go that route. But I was kind of making notes as we went because I saw the article had been posted, but I didn't read it. You told me that you were going to do this. And I didn't read it. You didn't give me any idea what they were ahead of time just to get a genuine reaction out of me. And I appreciated that. So I was kind of taking notes as we went. So there's a few of them. I, I've actually started uh, coming up with a pretty good list here, I think. Um, the first one on my list would be Waxwork. Yes. Yes. Just because I'm sold. Yeah. They should remake Waxwork. Yeah, I agree. They should, they should remake Waxwork 2. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That, By the way, that was the real name of the sequel. Yes. <laughs> and they time travel. Yes. Yes. There, yes, there was, they do. They didn't bullshit. They time travel. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I can the way, see that, that being also a series. Star, that stars uh, what's his name from uh, from uh, Gremlins. Yes. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. Uh, yeah not sorry. Zach Efron. Not Zach Galifianakis. The other Zach. Yes. I can't. Sorry, sorry I guys. Can't. I don't. It's, even it's a Greek last right name, now, yeah. I believe. So, but still, anyways, you know, he's the, the guy from Gremlins. He's the guy from Gremlins. Is all you yeah. have to know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that right now. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know why. He was either, one of my I'm heroes gonna, as a kid. I'm not going to jump into it. He's just from Gremlins. That's yeah. all that matters. And he was in the Waxwork movies. So yeah. bring him back and bring on the Waxworks. Whether movie or TV show I'm in, TV show would work really well because you could do a different exhibit every week. Right. Speaking with that theme, and this one just popped in my head right now, House of Wax. Yeah, House of Wax was the originator, the OG, if you will, of the Wax movies. So, I think yeah, that's so underrated, kind of, too. They can kind of go hand in hand. A lot of people really, really did not like that movie. Are you I, talking, I about, like are you it. talking about the remake or the, the original? remake? The remake. I've never seen the original all the way through. You should see the original. I do want to watch it. I do. It's Vincent, Vincent Price. Price, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never actually saw that. Um, but and uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't um, uh, what's his name from the Death Wish movies in that? Isn't he his assistant? Yes. Um, Why am I drawing a blank? We're both drawing blanks here. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Yeah. Charles yeah. Bronson. Wow. I'm 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 horribly blanking out today. It's long, yeah. Long, long it day. happens. It's late when we record this. Yes. So. So, yeah, I, I would like to see that as a series. Anything with, like, wax dummies and a wax museum, I think that, again, that makes works. a great atmosphere. It works well. It works well for a TV series. Uh, Saw. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know that they could do it because of the amount of money it would take to build the traps and stuff like that. I was like going to say, add it, that to the list of, like, Alien and Final Destination of things right. that I believe that are just too expensive to do. Right. And even The Thing. Uh, you could add it to that list, too. Too expensive to do. Right. Although, if they did it, I would watch it. Right. Just throwing it out there. Uh, we got a reboot slash sequel coming out of this next one, Candyman. Yes, uh, I love Candyman. Uh, I like it better as a movie. Yeah, but I could see it as a show. You could see it, it really expand the mythology behind the character. Yes, the show. you could do the myth. If you were doing the show, you would have to expand the mythology of the character. But I, I do like it better in movie form, and I can't wait to see the new movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be excited about the which is already filming, as we know. So. Yes, yes. I uh, got a couple more that I came up with here. Um, the, the next two I kind of put together because they're kind of, although the remakes were completely different, the original movies were somewhat similar, and that would be House on Haunted Hill. Okay. And The Haunting. I like both. Yeah. Uh, I do like the remake of uh, House, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, yeah. I did I did enjoy that. Oh, I do that's love a the, fun I, movie. I love the original. Jeffrey Rush? Yes. I love the original, but I did enjoy that, that sequel. Yeah. Oh, that is one of the most fun movies. Jeffrey Rush is a classically trained actor that makes very serious roles. And there he is, is taking over Vincent Price's character. He's, his last name is actually Price. He's Mr. Yes, Price. Yeah. <laughs> and that is such a fun movie. It was, it was a great movie. Uh, also, I would like to throw out into that nod, you could do Ghost Ship, which was basically, I used to dub it as ha uh, uh, Boat on Haunted Waters. Yeah. Is what I used to dub that movie. Yeah. It's basically, the, the Ghost Ship was basically ha House on Haunted Hill 
on a boat. Yeah, I could see that being more of one of those movies that would go straight to sci-fi if they were going to do that. Right, right. But, but I'm not saying the movie. I would like to see Ghost Ship as a show. That's what I'm saying. Some, I can think you could do some fun shit with it. Yeah, maybe. The same way. I, all those movies kind of had that kind of theme to them that you could right. do some fun stuff. Yeah, I they have, were all I, from that time. I, that I, have, I have the perfect one when you're done. Okay, I got one more that I put on the list. That's fine. Uh, and it's one that I would. I actually want to see a sequel to the movie, and it really kind of bombed at the box office uh, just last year. Uh, but I went to see it with the professor and loved it. Bought it on DVD when it came out. Loved it even more. Hellfest. No, oh, yes. I, I thought it was very fun. That could be a great uh, movie. That, I, that would or a great series this time good, of year. That would be a good TV series. Oh, it'd be great. Really good TV series. Because that, that movie needs to be... They, they needed to make a sequel. That could have been a great, great series of movies. So I got three okay. that I'm going to name. I, I actually thought of more, but I got three that I'm going to name. Two are specific to... Well, at four, I'm going to name. I'm going I'm to give you an honorable mention. I'll okay. give that right before my perfect one. So I got two that have to... Actually, the first three have to do with the show. Two of them are good ideas. One of them is not. And then I have a main event one, which I think is the perfect idea for a TV show. Okay. So, number one, just for our, our friend, the professor, who who's listening, The Collector. Yeah. Oh, I'd be uh, They are that. making a new movie, as we yeah. know. But I think that that would be a cool, cool show. Yeah. I think that, that would be because you would get to see him in different home invasions. Yeah. So, I, I think that would be cool to do as a show. Uh, number two, I said two that do, uh, what was the other one? Oh, Behind the Mask. I'd like um, to delve into like something earlier where you could play around in that world. Yeah, you know, the, the originally, uh, when they were going to make a sequel to it, it was actually going to be called Before the Mask. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, would like so. to, I would like to see that in a TV form only because I feel like if you put it on like a Shutter or like, uh, you know, Netflix or something, uh, you could do a really cool backstory. You could yeah. really build that character. And I think if you gave it hours instead of, you know, like so like – even if it was only one season and you only did like eight episodes, that would be like eight hours of building a char- the character that right. we all liked in that movie. The only downside is that it would be weird to do it with the actor. Yeah, you know, and I don't see him as I don't see that character as another actor. Right. And here's my only point with that: I would prefer very, very much. I I dying to see a sequel. It's been in the works for so long, or, or rumored to be in the works for so long. Um, I want to see another movie more than anything, but if we could only get a series and we can get Nathan Basil to come back to play right. him again, right. you know, and, and I would, I would Angela Gothels to come back is is Taylor Gentry, you know, I I would love to see that done. You know, if that's the only way I could get it, I would love to see it that way, but I'd prefer that in a movie form. I I, I would like a movie as well, but I'm just thinking that you could do a lot with the character if you get extended time. There's a comic book series. Well, There's yeah. There's a limited comic book series. I bought the first couple of issues, and I still have to buy the rest of them, and it was actually really good. It had the same humor. It was really good. Uh, so the one that I said would not be a good idea, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, Freddy's Dead? Freddy's Dead, yes. How oh. did you know? Because I had to get it wouldn't into be the a show, show without so it. I didn't get into the show. <laughs> Freddy's Dead. Could you imagine just a whole series based on yeah, Freddy's not Dead? Not Freddy's Nightmares. Not, Freddy's Dead. Now, if I do Freddy's Nightmares, I like they could bring it back. Yeah, but it could be Freddy's, Freddy's Dead the series. Freddy's Dead the series. Freddy's Nightmares Dead the series. <sighs> I don't know how You're you are. You're dead to me right now. That's what you are. I just want to throw that. But the most perfect, I think the most perfect show idea, and we are getting a sequel as we know in December, would be The Shining. The Shining? The Shining, yes. But The Shining. I do believe The Shining as a television series. You could delve. You could do it in many different ways that would give you a lot of time. You could delve into the past. 
right. of, of the resort. You could delve into the future if you want. You, there, there's so yeah. much to play with with the mythology of that that it would actually be a really cool show. Once again, that's got to be on a. That's got to. I don't. I don't. I, I, as much as I love Shutter, I don't know if they have the money to put that one out. So that's got to be on an Amazon, Netflix, right? You know, maybe Disney Plus wants to put it on Hulu. Well, I you don't know, know what? There's Castle. Was it Castle Rock? I yeah, believe Castle it's on Rock. Hulu yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that did well. Uh, here's the thing. There's a fine line with that because that movie is one of the most perfect horror movies ever made in my opinion. Right. So I I don't want to even see Doctor Sleep. I, I wish that the book never existed. Mm. I, I know it's not that I, that's it's not that. I just kind of wish that it didn't exist. Um, because that mo- that movie was so perfect. I still need to read the book. I heard the book is even better. But at the same time, there's so much material no. there that you could go to work. I want to point with. this out to you. You if you love the movie, you probably won't like the book. And the reason why is the book is nothing like the movie. Okay. The reason that Stephen King did not like Stanley Kubrick is Kubrick basically told him to f off and did what he wanted. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, and I've I've read the book and I've seen the movie. Now I know it's sacrilegious, uh, especially if the professor was here. He would tell me it'd be sacrilegious to tell you that the book wasn't as good as the movie. But I don't think the book is as good as the movie. And the reason being, and it's not that Stephen King did a bad job. The Shining as a book is good, but I saw the movie first, and it doesn't compare to the uh, Kubrick version but that's because i love stanley kubrick in right movies. talk about atmosphere now oh, with that being said that's the king of the atmosphere the book with all the mythology in the book oh yeah lends itself better to a tv series where you could delve into that mythology yeah so you wouldn't be just confined you could use what king's original works were and then go further into the mythology because you find out that there's a big time mythology right with the overlook and it's all in the book right and i can see that i think it would fail miserably because of the way that people would compare it to the to, to you know stanley kubrick's masterpiece that's the problem that's you know it's just i think it's a natural reaction that we as humans have but that's why i have hopes for but, dr sleep because it is a melding of the book and yeah. and, a, and a melding of the sequel of kubrick i don't know what to think of that i'm really excited to see it but i just kind of have this this really bad lingering feeling that I'm going to walk out of that like oh my god this never should have been made you know it's just that's and it might end up being an excellent movie I have nothing but faith in Mike Flanagan um the the trailer looks awesome you know from what I understand the book is good I, I'm going to I'm going to I have a high hopes for that movie I have high hopes for it too I just I have this lingering feeling that I'm going to walk out of there just really disappointed because it's not going to compare to the original and it's not really supposed to really. right right I mean they threw things in there in the trailer that you see that do tie it in but i don't know the, the shining is just it's one of my all-time favorite movies and the atmosphere and the suspense and everything that builds in that movie the acting the era that it came out you know those years when they filmed it the kind of cameras that they use that gritty look and stuff it was just the perfect storm that era was so good for movies in general uh the way they look you know, I, I don't know i agree i agree What's, I but there got, is a lot of material there's a there. lot of material there uh, so with that, that that concludes uh, Talking Horror. Uh, once again, uh, just going into the close, if uh, you want to comment on anything that we talked about in this episode, especially if you would like to tell us what horror movie we might have missed that would make an amazing movie, or sorry, TV show, a uh, movie that make a great TV show, let us know, or even the other way around. If you have a TV show that you think would make an amazing horror movie, I, I, I Perfect like to, Strangers. Hey, there you go. We'll get Balky. Return of Balky. Well, we already got that because we, we got the, uh, what, what was the one with the bears? Uh, damn it. I'm drawing a blank. There was a movie with bears and Balky. Remember we did the, the damn it. Why am I drawing a blank? Remember <laughs> the movie that was like a kid's show from the seventies that they redid into. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The one that's going to be on sci-fi. Yeah. The, uh, Duh. why am I drawing a blank? on this? Our brains are shot by this point when we record. Never mind. 
Uh, I'm going to leave this into the podcast just to prove that we don't always edit out our mistakes. Because <laughs> uh, whatever, if, if when you guys, if you guys remember, if you're yelling at your radios right now, like you idiots, it's this movie. Uh, go ahead, feel free uh, to let us know. Uh, of course, on Facebook we are Horrorzone Six Hundred Seven. On Twitter we're at Horrorzone Six Hundred Seven. To join the conversation, always use the hashtag HZ Six Zero Seven and. Uh, Go to 8122production.com. Sometime by the end of this weekend, it looks like Mike C. will have a review up for It Chapter 2. That's awesome. We'll definitely be going over that on the next uh, podcast, unless we hit you with a special podcast just about the review. You never know. One of the two. Either way, Horror Zone 607 will bring it to you. And and the correct answer was the banana split. That's what it was. There you go. Light bulb went on. Yeah, sorry. And I, and I might have cheated and looked it up while you were doing your spots. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry. Of course, you heard the advertisements. You can come see us live. Of course, we'll be at RoberCon uh, September 28th and 29th. We do know now that the uh, Three Fat Nerds live podcast, which will be featuring Mike C, the 8122 Productions Happy Family all together. I'm just happy on to be nominated. Stage, on stage, we will be there doing a live podcast from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, before us at 11 to 12, it will be the ODPH, our good friends. So check them out. Check out their, par- uh, their podcast podcast Ocho Duro Parlay Hour the ODPH so that's where we'll be September 28th and 29th uh, then of course we get to the exciting news October 4th and 5th we are sponsoring Sci-Fi Horror Fest so we will be there you can come hang out with us Dustin Parry is there Courtney Gaines is there Jill Whitlow is there uh, awesome vendors and stuff you heard all about it in the spot so I shouldn't even go over it. Go, go ahead and Get your tickets to that, sci-fihorrorfest.com. And then not to the last but certainly not least, because it is in order, the last one at this point, October 18th, 19th, and 20th, ScareCon in Rochester, New York. Of course, get your tickets at scarecon.com. And uh, once again, a ton of stuff in the spots. And as we get closer, we'll do a little preview of uh, where we're going to be, because it's awesome. We like to see you, and we like to support the things that support us. All right. Thanks, Rich. All right, well, that's our show for this week. I want to thank Rich for being my co-host and being here every each and every week and all the hard work you put in. I want to thank our good friends over at the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour, Ken M. Thanks for everything you do for us. And we want to thank you fans for listening each and every week. We will be back in the studio next week, and we can't wait to talk more horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. Until then, see ya. See ya.